Hour number two, it's the Steelers Blitz live on location at Heinz Field. Having some fun. Our ongoing coverage continues. Training camp 2021. We're here for you, or with you, I should say, for another two hours up until 4 o'clock. Then you've got two hours of Crowley and Carter for the Steelers Roundup. And then another evening show this evening. It is all happening. We are having some fun. We are rocking and rolling out here in the land of the living, back amongst the people for another practice here as Abby Motsi, these last couple weeks have flown by. It feels like, and now, I know what you, you're going to laugh at me. You're going to be like, yeah, buddy, it is the exact opposite from the player perspective. <laughs> but I'm sure it is. Yeah. But, but when we always get that training camp schedule, you know, usually sometime in June, normally something like that, late June, early July, I think is about the time, it always looks pretty daunting on paper. You know, it's like three weeks, four weeks, and we're here almost every day, and it's a lot of work on Saturdays and Sundays, which, hey, you and I, we don't mind pushing the clock or punching the clock Monday through Friday, but, you know, we do like our weekends. It's a lot of Saturdays and Sundays. Yes, indeed. It always does seem very daunting, but, I mean, here we are in five days from now, camp breaks. But I'm sure that's not the case when you were playing. It's probably like, oh, five more days. Yeah, I mean, trust me, every single day feels like forever during camp, man, but it has flown by from our perspective, which is always a good thing, you know? Well, when you're having yeah. fun, you know, when you're just out here with your partner in crime having Absolutely. a good old time. Absolutely. Well, work, you know, now is a lot different physically. So I'll always enjoy this situation versus the old situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are back. We are out amongst the people, and we are having some fun at Heinz Field. Motsi, let's get into the quarterback conversation here. We, you know, we started with the real prom kings. Everybody wants to talk about the linebackers all the time, obviously, duh, and that's why that's what we did in the first hour of the show. Especially in Pittsburgh. But along with the, along with the offensive line, Motsi, uh, another big, maybe the biggest conversation point out of training camp, out of these two preseason games now, has been the performance of the quarterbacks. And I'm not talking Ben Roethlisberger. I'm talking who's going to be the backup. Everyone's keeping an eye on Mason and Dwayne Haskins are the big big two. But Josh Dobbs has has flashed really well and had good practices and good moments in some preseason games as well, too. He's not going quietly into the night, although it does feel like he's the fourth guy. He's not, he's not um, going out without putting up a fight, or he's not having a say in this as well, too. But it, I'm sure you felt it too, Motsi. It's been palpable on social media amongst the fan base. Like the day after both games, the night of both games, everyone wants to talk Mason. Everyone wants to talk Dwayne Haskins. And <laughs> not everybody because we don't want to paint in broad brushes, but the majority of people out there, it seems like ready to crown Dwayne Haskins and ready to cast Mason Rudolph to the side. Motsi, let's, let's start with Dwayne Haskins since he, in, in some ways, you know, has been one of the big stories of camp here, a newcomer, a guy who was a first-round pick not that long ago, still young. It, it, it's been an impressive start to his Steelers tenure. I, we always, you and I preach this, and not just with him. Like, I am not ready to crown him. Like, a, like a lot of people are already, well, here we go. There's our next franchise quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger. We got it. We're good. I'm not ready to crown him like that. But it, I, I think he has taken what they've asked him to do, and he's impressed. He's handled it well. He's taken this this second opportunity, right, the kind of second act of his NFL career maybe is the best way to put it. And he's started off about as well as possible here with the Steelers through camp and through these two preseason games. Yeah, that's an accurate assessment right there. Um, not It hasn't been perfect by no stretch of the imagination, but he's handled what he's supposed to handle. 
um, in terms of the expectations, in terms of the adversity that he's faced on the field at times. Um, this game that he just played in, let's be real, those first two series, they weren't anything special. In fact, I'm sure a lot of the Haskins enthusiasts were a little nervous because Mason did play well. He did throw the ball downfield a little bit, man, back-to-back -back games now. But when Dwayne Haskins finally settled in, and this is what we wanted to see, right? We said we want to see more of him, more of Mason. In whichever way they would go about doing it, we just wanted to see more of him. And we got a chance to see an elongated audition for Dwayne Haskins. And I did think that he got better with Tom. I thought that he got more comfortable. I thought he that looked, the unit yes. responded to him as well. Yes. I thought all those guys just – he elevated their play, and that's what it should look like when you talk about taking a guy that we're viewing potentially as a franchise quarterback, potentially as the replacement. You want him to look like he doesn't belong out there with the backups. And he started to look like that. To me, I like that a lot right there because now it just continues to make this competition that much better. We've talked about, I mean, for the people that would come out here and say Mason played bad, I mean, we'll, we'll agree. Y'all are haters. We, we know that. Mason has been playing well. Now, it's not he hasn't outplayed Haskins. Agreed. But he's played well. But that's what you want in the QB competition. You want those guys to push each other. No different than what we're seeing going on with the punting battle, right? There's, when, been, there's been some good performances there as Presley, well. Presley sure. punted super good that first game, right? Everybody wrote, hey, man, it's over. Stop the competition. It's done. Why? Barry, what did Barry do? Two-yard line, seven-yard line. He's coming back with you that exact same heat. Now it goes back to putting the pressure on Presley now. Okay, you did it that first game. Well, it was easy. It wasn't no expectation for you. Now we got an expectation. Now you got competition because of what Jordan just did. Correct. Now how are you going to respond to that pressure? Yeah. That's what it's all about. It so is. when I see Dwayne Haskins respond to the pressure of he played well in that first game, but some people feel like Mason played better in some parts and, and of it, right? You and I also talked about in that first game, too, it, it felt noticeable that they just weren't asking him Correct. to do as from much. Correct, from a call, right, with they're, the They're keeping it stuff. simple for him. They mm -hmm. are, they're trying to ease him in. They're trying to make everything manageable. And I think part of that, too, probably, Motsi, is when you are a guy like that who, let's face it, I mean – had to have some confidence, you know, I like his confidence had to be down a little bit after being released by the football team and kind of not having a, you know, you go from first round pick to out there now looking for a job in two seasons, that has to at least do something to your confidence. I don't care even if you're the most confident of, of people, that has to have some effect on you. That might have been part of it as well too. Like, let's, you know, if, if we are going to see what this guy has, let's build him up a little bit as well, too. Like, let's make mm -hmm. this manageable at first. Let's ask him to walk before we ask him to run. Well, and I think they asked him to run more on this past Thursday is what I'm saying true, as but, opposed to the but first But no, no, what, well, what I'm saying is this. It makes perfect sense. When you, like, we talked about the play calls for Mason and Dobbs. Mason and Dobbs have been in this system for multiple exactly. years. Even though, exactly. It, even though Matt Canada wasn't the OC, Canada's still been here. Still in the language, Correct. the verbiage. They've been around. A lot of the same position coaches. Right. Yeah. So it's a familiarity that goes there. So, yeah, when we're talking about Haskins, I do think they have started to expand, you know, what they're asking of him a little bit more as we're seeing somebody get taken out of the stands. This is kind of interesting. Is that here. what you were looking at? <laughs> you see he's going on, right? They got the stretch out there, bro. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it's a health – is it a health concern? Yeah, I, I, I do not know, man, but it's definitely a stretcher. <laughs> I thought like I was. I thought someone was. I thought there was some unruliness going. Yeah, on. I didn't know what was going. I'm like, oh, look. 
It's a little, little, little commotion right there. But either way, and no, it's not on the field. It's in the bleachers, so we're good. That's true. We are not, yes. we are not yeah. describing Because y'all know I ain't describing nothing we're that happens not describing on the field. The it ain't going to get me in trouble like yeah, that Yeah, I hope everybody's – I thought it was some unruly fans at first, yeah. but I hope it's all right. But it is – you could – I mean, it's hot out here. You can you can, you can can get a little heat exhaustion. Yeah, it? easily. That might be the situation. Yeah, I think that's the situation. Yeah. I think it's somebody who's just a little low on fluids, maybe passed out um, mm -hmm. out here in the out here in the heat. Make sure you're drinking that water. Hydrate. Didn't we, we okay. talked about two weeks ago, right? Hydration is important. Oh, we absolutely. That day that it was like 91 absolutely. or 92 degrees out hey, here. Hey, you got to get them fluids it's in you, baby. important for the fans, too. Y you know what a wise man once told me? Hydration cannot be a factor? No, no, no. He said two waters, one Gatorade. That's the perfect formula for hydration. Okay. I like it. Two waters, one Gatorade. Hydration cannot be a factor. So when I, when I worked for the hockey team in Ohio, mm -hmm. right, and we'd take those long bus trips everywhere, our coach would always say that to the players when we'd get on the bus. He'd, <laughs> he'd always say, hey, boys. Hydration cannot be a factor, all right? We got a 16-hour bus ride. Make sure you're drinking water. <laughs> He's like, we got a bathroom on this bus, all right? Make sure you're drinking water. You don't oh, have to worry. Man. You don't have to worry about use of the bathroom. Um, okay, now I got to tell you a, a, a funny Heinz Field hydration story. Uh-oh, uh-oh. The year would have been Arthur Motes. I like when it's story time. It was the year before the, the game that shall not be mentioned between Pitt and WVU. That's, okay, that's, okay. You know, the, the one where everyone wants me to do math. Was they, that was that our Lord? Me, was that me. six or that was 2007. seven? December okay, 1st, seven. 2007. Ah, not that I was there okay, and not okay, that okay. I remember and not that a tragedy oh, so I knew it was right me. around that time because I remember Shady's, you know, Shady's a little bit ahead of me. Every year on December 1st, right, Motsi, everyone wakes up in a fantastic mood because, oh, it's Christmas time. And I'm like, oh, December 1st, the worst day of my life. Yeah, I remember 2007. <laughs> And all these pit fans still tweet me 13 minus 9. I'm like, it's it's 4, guys. It's simple subtraction. But the year before that, Motsi, 2006 this would have been, all right? I was here at Heinz Field in that end zone across from us, the closed end zone, with, I'd say, probably, I don't know, seven or eight of my family members for mm -hmm. the backyard brawl. Uh, WVU ended up beating Pitt by, like, you know, 24 points like we did most of the time in that era, except for the next year, you know, when, when, it, when, mattered when, the when most. it mattered the most. Yep, exactly. That's the cruel irony. Mm -hmm. Um and my grandfather was with us, and my grandfather was older at the time. I mean, he had to be in his 70s at this point and kind of had a similar hijack. My grandfather, he, he didn't, I don't think he even had a single beer while we were tailgating or anything. It's not like he was drinking, but just being older, being out here, right, being underhydrated, he, he – Threw up a little bit in the stands, mm, right? Yeah, like yeah. and, and kind of like semi passed out and kind of and kind of threw up a little he bit. He was in the fading, stands. Yes. and they called like the medical people to come, right? And the medical people all got there, and they legit were like, "All right, where's this drunk West Virginia fan?" <laughs> like, they, oh no! Like the way that the person relayed the message made it sound like it was some college age wow. kid, you know, <laughs> who was like who was throwing up everywhere because right, right. they were drunk. And it's like Who's my this guy it's like my poor it's here. like my poor little grandpa's just like, yeah, no, it, it's, me, it's me. I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, like we thought someone was just you know someone had uh, been overserved out there. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> handle the, the hydration utensils. <laughs> that's what that that's what that made me think of there. So I had to share that little anecdote about my grandfather. Like briefly. That. that was a good way. But, but yeah, man, like I, again, Dwayne Haskins, he, I, I'm, we are not, Motsi and I are not crowning the guy by any means, like a lot of people out there are, but he's been sharp in camp. Mm -hmm. um, he's, you know what, I want to, uh, he's, he's like, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, he is leading touchdown drives in the preseason. Motsi. Multiple touchdown drives. I'm glad you said that. While we have not seen Mason do that, that's something that a lot of people have made a, a big deal out of. Is that is that a real thing to you? Is that a real thing to the players? No, it's definitely a real thing. Um, you want to be out there with guys that you feel can finish drives, can close it out, and actually get points on the board. And 
when you see the way that he's going about it, it's not crazy chunk plays, right? I mean, he's it's shown not. that he can do that, but he's leading efficient drives. 70, 75 yards. plays, like, yep. that's hard to do, especially in the preseason with the mixed cast. Sure. Like, that is not easy, man. But when you see him do those things on multiple occasions, as players, you see that. You react to that. You feel that, and you get motivated by it as well. So I definitely think that the guys are going to continue to respond to that because that's been multiple weeks now that he's seen that we've seen that we still though want to like Motsi is outlined throughout the camp process here you still want to see continued growth continue continued progression good start to this point a lot of positives a lot to build on now can you keep growing on that can you keep building on that you know you've had a couple good weeks of practice you've had two nice performances in the preseason now is when you got to keep going, right? They're going to put more on him, right, Motsi? They're going to test him. They're going to ask him to do more. And this is where you got to keep stacking good practices, good performances, even if they get more challenging. No question, man. you got to stack those performances, man. This road, I mean, it's funny because in the sense – it's narrowing, right, because the season is getting here, right? That whole sense of, oh, we got a ton of time, plenty of time is going away. But at the same time, as we're just seeing some of this awesome action going <laughs> on right now, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, you feel like you have all of this time, and in a sense you don't because the season is getting here. But at the same time, once the season gets here, it kind of resets everything because now it's week one. But it counts for real. Yes. The action matters. So it's weighted that much more. So you feel that urgency. It has to be picked up during this time frame. Certainly is. If you can feel some energy in the background, if you can hear the reaction of the crowd, I'm not sure how well that's being picked up on our microphones here, but that's because it's seven shots time, always a favorite time at practice. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, we are down here until 4 o'clock, a little over an hour left in this practice as the Steelers continue to get ready for their next preseason game a week from today. First one at home. First, uh, you know what, Motsi? It'll be, I think, the first game here at Heinz Field without capacity restrictions in mm -hmm. 18 months. Yeah. 19 months. It's going to feel good, man, to see that. Um, You're obviously watching some of these games that are going on right now. Yep. I think There's it's There's a what? game going on right yeah, now. Yeah, it's uh, Bears and Dolphins going on right now, seeing the fans there. It's just, dude, the amount of fans that are showing up for preseason games right now, you can tell how many people have legitimately just missed ball. You've missed ball. I've missed ball. We've all missed ball. It certainly, don't get me wrong, particularly at times last year when we were, you know, in what felt like the, the heart of the pandemic, mm -hmm. it was great to have sports on TV. It, no, was, it definitely was. It was man. a much-needed um, distraction, escape, any of those things, just to have something to look forward to. Um, but it's there. there's just, man – you know, Motsi, it's, it's funny. The, the English Premier League season, you know, kicked off this week. And I got my Manchester United kid. And I like that. Because Absolutely. the lads had a big 5-1 <laughs> win today to start the season. Uh, they had this, like, they had this phrase that everyone kept saying in the Premier League last year, Motsi, when they were playing in empty, in empty stadiums that I think we can adopt here. All these teams kept saying uh, football is nothing without fans. That was kind of the, the tagline of the Premier League season last <laughs> year. Football is nothing without fans. Uh, we can adopt that easily here too. And it is just – it's a lot of fun to have this energy back. We are enjoying it down here at Heinz Field. Like I said, rocking and rolling with you until 4 o'clock. I got some more quarterback conversation and talk a little bit more about Mason Rudolph with Motsi when we return on the other side. It is the Steelers Blitz live at Heinz Field, training camp 2021 on SNR.
Euler emotes. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR at Heinz Field as we continue our ongoing training camp coverage here with you. It's hour number two, about halfway through the program. Today we will get to your tweets as we roll along. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, or reactions for us, you can get at us on the Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 I mean, I thought I was going to, you know. Come I on, got, man. I've already given you two. I, I know, I've given you three I know, of them already. I, I know, I know. Three got of them already, I know, man. I know. We got, we're, on a, we're on a quota here. Come on, I now. <laughs> you, you, you're putting me in positions to get in trouble, all right? <laughs> you don't want to be a WWE superstar. I, I, I know. And, and you, when you throw it up, I got. I feel like I got to keep saying it. So when I don't say it, you make me feel uncomfortable. I'm now just, I feel like I let you I'm down. Standing there like now, Dwayne, now I'm, I'm sad. standing there like Dwayne Wade in the, yeah. in the famous alley-oop photo, except for yeah, I, no, I, LeBron wasn't there to catch the pass. I, I'm, I'm like, Coach, they told me not to jump on that one. I'm, I'm sorry. I, they, they don't want me to just only alley-oop it, okay? They want me to run the <laughs> offense. So we're running the offense, okay? Motion. Motion. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Mots, what they want. Mots, these two guys in this camp, Haskins and Rudolph, seem kind of tied together like peanut butter and jelly. Mm -hmm. um, like chicken and waffles. Like ice cream and sprinkles. I was trying yeah. to think of other things that go together, and I kind of drew a blank. Kind of like, like Alvin and, and Simon. Socks and, and shoes. Like yeah. Alvin and Simon and... Theodore. You know, like Euler and I mean, yeah. you know. Um, so you can't talk about one quarterback without discussing the other as well. Let's talk a little bit more about Mason Rudolph here as we spent most of the time in uh, the last segment on Dwayne. Motsi, a, a lot, it, it feels, and again, you could tell me if you disagree with this, and this is just the pulse that I get from, from the reaction of the fan base that we interact with on Twitter and with our shows and, and things like that. Man, it feels like most of this fan base is, is just completely out on Mason. Like, they're they're just done with him. They're, they're ready to move on. They're ready to hand the keys to Dwayne as it relates to the number two position. Um, to those – let me ask you this first. Do you agree with me on that? Like, can you feel that too? That's been the case, yeah. That's yeah. definitely been the case, man. I feel like <laughs> for Mason, man – And what would you say to those people? Have an open mind. That's the biggest thing. It's very easy to fall into the trap of – because a guy didn't please me enough, anything he does going forward is never going to be good enough. And I feel like with Mason, that was the circumstance, but it wasn't his fault. We already talked about why it wasn't in terms of the expectations that were put on him when they simply said, we have a first-round grade on this guy. So from there, what might have been acceptable from him and what might have had this offseason slash training camp looking more like, yo, he's improving drastically, now is viewed as, well, it's still not what we're expecting because we expect first-round talent. Right. And then when you put him next to a guy like Haskins and we're able to see some of that, even though with Haskins, we, we, we already said, I mean, he's been playing well, but he still has his moments. Even in the game, you can see some of his moments. But as a whole, though, with Haskins, it's like you see that. You see that first mm. – round talent on level pop off the screen and for those that want that from mason because you're expecting that because we were told that it makes it like where mason wherever he does is never going to be good enough because he's never going to be able to live up to the expectation they were put on him that first year right before he got you know his first start in san francisco yeah no, that you know what that's you're digging back into the archives there. But, but that's, that is that was good, the foundation that's a good of it. Point by you, yeah. Our first introduction to Mason as a starting quarterback. This team could have easily said, "Man, we just lost Ben for the year. We're just trying to make it. We're just trying to get out one week at a time." But no, 
they draft Mika Fitz, I mean, they trade for Mika Fitzpatrick, and then they say, we had a first-round grade on Mason. He's our guy. That changed expectations. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they almost doubled down on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And now here we are three years later or two years removed from that incident, and he's still seeing the ripple effects of that. And us as a fan base, we still remember that because, like I said, it's not that long ago. No, it's not. It's not that long ago. Especially in NFL Right. Fans. So I feel like that's the other, that's the biggest reason. That's why I say just try to have an open mind. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy at all. But just try to have an open mind with it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, listen, I, I, I get that people are frustrated in the sense of, Wanting, wanting, <laughs> so we've got one of the youngest members of Steelers Nation. Little, little baby Steeler fan right there, giving man. Us, giving us some waves and some hellos <laughs> over here. That's, that's rule number one, Arthur Motes, all right? When a, when a baby waves at you, you got to drop everything you're doing. Oh, and wave absolutely. Back, you you right? saw me. I was mid-sentence mid waving at, ah, ah. <laughs> That's rule number one. All right, there's a lot of rule number ones in this world. That's rule number one. If a baby waves at you, you'll wave. You got to wave back to him, man. You got to wave back. You got to. But, yeah, like, I, I just, Motes, like, I don't. And again, you know how this is, right? It's why we always make the joke, you either love us or you hate us. There is no in-between mm -hmm. because the sports world, because everything we do is is black and white. There can never be gray area. Gray area. There can never be nuance. It's It's got to be, you know, like we were t it's either got to be Dwayne Haskins is, is wearing the crown as, as the next guy or, he's, or, or he stinks. Like there, yeah. there is no middle ground. And, man, I really feel that with Mason Rudolph. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate, man. I, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's even performed better than Dwayne Haskins through training camp 2021, mm -hmm. but he's like he's better than most people think. He's not as bad as a lot of people you, like to but, make but it. This was, like but, he belongs out here in this setting on an NFL roster. But Wes, you have to realize when we're speaking on quarterbacks in Pittsburgh, it's true. It's, it's this generation different. of Steeler fan, right? <laughs> it's so spoiled. They have never understood what it looks like to not have a franchise quarterback. Oh, I'm, I'm 30 years old, it's, and Ben's been the guy for more than half my life. But just think about this: it's a large faction of Steeler fans that, if we said Andy Dalton, they would say he's the worst quarterback ever. Andy Dalton's a legitimately good quarterback, Pro Bowl quarterback. In fact, if he was the quarterback in 2019, guarantee we're in the playoffs, we're in the playoffs. making noise, well, significant Andy, yeah, noise. Andy Dalton won two division titles in his career too. So, But it's still a large faction that will swear up and oh, down he he's stinks. the worst quarterback out. So yeah. when you – and the reason I, mean, I say there's that – there's a lot of Steelers fans who think that Lamar Jackson stinks. Right, so the reason <laughs> I say that, though, is to apply context to – when people are evaluating Mason and they're so quick, oh, he's terrible, this, bad, that. It's like, dude, not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. And we do also, to be fair, like everybody thinks they're the armchair quarterback, right? Um, I've, I've, like, I've discussed this with you before, Motsi, how there's certain positions in the NFL that it feels like they're really hard to evaluate, right? Like, like I've told you, to me, like interior offensive linemen are hard to evaluate. Because you, you don't necessarily always know what the assignments are and who's supposed to have who and who blew what, right? Like, it's just it, – it, it can be tough to, to evaluate with with even, like, I, I don't have your football mind and your football intellect, obviously, but I would think that I'm, I'm also maybe a, a step up from, like, the average Joe as well, too. I, I would like to say that as well. But, but even if you know football a little bit, like, there can still be areas of the game that are hard to evaluate. I don't know if quarterback is one of the – you know what I mean? Even the casual football fan – who only watches the Steelers 16, 17, however many times a season, and that's it. You know, like, doesn't really care much about anything else. Like, just watches the Steelers on Sundays and in the preseason. 
I think quarterback is just it's it's a it's like goalie in the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. Even even the most casual fan can look at it and be like, "Eh, well, you know, Mark Andre Fleury let in a soft one there. He's gonna have that. I mean, you gotta make that save. You know, like anyone can look there and say, you gotta make that though. You gotta make that. Oh, come on, man. I think I think guys wide open. I think that's and that's not honestly. I should say this too. Like that's not just a Steeler fan. Like that's an NFL fan yeah. thing. It's that is not mutually exclusive to Steelers fans. But like I just. Listen, you can think that Mason is never going to be the guy and that he's not a franchise NFL quarterback, but you can also also believe that he's serviceable at the same time. Like, And, and, and that's the, the middle ground where I think he is. I don't think he's ever going to be the guy, but like I said, he belongs on an NFL roster. He belongs in these type of settings, and and just to act like he should be cast aside and he should be – Working a different job next month. I, I, is, I don't even like the term extreme. serviceable because serviceable has a negative connotation. He's a good football player. See, I don't think serviceable has a negative connotation. You don't because I know you. But people use that in a negative context. <laughs> no, it's, actually, it's no you're different right, than though. how they say game manager. Like, why do they want – everybody's not a great player. In the NFL, it's probably 10% that is great. There's one guy on this field. There's <laughs> like, hundred, hundred like, what are we player, talking hundred about players, here, bro? Hundred players in front of us, Arthur Motes. There's one that's going to the Hall of Fame. Right. But yet they act like as for if sure. you're like, not make a great a good player. TJ, there's one player on the field right now for sure that's going to the Hall but of Fame. But just think one. about how often people will swear up and down a player is a bum if he is just a good player. If he just said, we talked about that with Bud Dupree. Like, it drives me nuts. <laughs> but that's a big fan. Until thing, the last though. two years, there were plenty of people that thought Bud Dupree was just was just some guy. The worst player ever. And we're like, dude, what are you like? The worst. He's a bust. What are you watching? What are we doing? People do that with Edmonds, too. Like, right? Gosh, like, they, like they, they expect him, like, he, he needs to be Troy Polamalu out there. Exactly. <laughs> like, if we go throw for throw for Mason, I guarantee you, we're just simply going plus or minus on each play, play for play basis. He is going to grade out positively. And you're going to be shocked when you're sitting here like, oh, wow, it actually was a lot better than I thought. Yeah, because when you do it play-by-play, plus or minus, and you're not biased about it, you can truly evaluate these guys. Right. When you go in with the mindset that, oh, this guy has to be bad because I think he's bad, well, then, yeah, everything that you see, you're going to try to paint it negatively. And, Motsi, I know that there's some people listening right now. Maybe you'll tweet us if you feel differently, that you're just like, no, just Mason doesn't have it. He, he doesn't he, he doesn't belong. He, he, he doesn't have what it takes. And what does that mean, he doesn't have what it takes? I, I know. I do but always love because it. Because that is like, such I got a, a lot of those tweets about that. I got a lot of those tweets about Devin He's Bush. He's not it. Oh, yeah, man, I, got I, just, a, I just got you still. <laughs> what, what can you tell? I got a lot of those <laughs> tweets about Devin Bush on 970 yesterday, man. People who were like, well, Devin Bush just isn't it. He's too small. I was like, if that's your, if that, your criticism is that he's too small, like, you got to give me more, man. Exactly. Like, like um, Shazier was smaller than that. It, 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 explain why. And 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 Motsi, here's the thing with Mason Rudolph. To the people who say he doesn't belong, right? And that's just you know you can make those those sweeping act uh, sweeping statements. Thirty two teams in the NFL. Last time I checked, right, Motes? Is that correct? Mm, yes, thirty two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And I know I say we don't do math. That's why we do radio. But I think you and I can do this one. Thirty two and a possible. Thirty two. Times two, because, right, every team in the NFL needs at least two quarterbacks. At least two. You got to have at least two quarterbacks. Every team typically has three quarterbacks. So, in some fashion, three, whether it's active or, I mean, whether it's active roster or press, so you're going to have some form of three quarterbacks. But But let's say two. We'll go two deep. Yep, we'll stay two deep. That means there needs to be 64 guys, Mm -hmm. at least, right, Mm -hmm. playing quarterback in the national, 64 capable quarterbacks in the national football league. We're not talking Nintendo, huh? Okay. Motsi, like, you're telling me that Mason Rudolph isn't one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the league? Like, exactly. like, like, what are we talking about here? Uh, and uh, again, I'm not saying he's—I'm not saying he's even top 20. 
Like, I'm not even saying he's top 30, but like it, to, to, to treat him, to talk about him like he doesn't belong. I think when you put it in that context, what you're saying is is that Mason Rudolph isn't one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the world. I mean, that that's what you're telling me. And if you truly believe that, fine. Hey, that's your right. But, I, man, I disagree. Yeah, and I, and I would be very interested to – actually, I would not be interested. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't even want to hear the foolishness that you would have to come up with to try to present an argument that there are 64 NFL quarterbacks better than Mason Rudolph in 2021. I don't even have the time to hear the nonsense because I know that's what it's going to be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that but that's ultimately long story, you know, or a long way about getting to it. That's where we're at with Mason. I think he's still a good player. I just think that because of those expectations that were set when we first got introduced to him, that has him forever climbing up this, this you know, insurmountable mountain, it seems. Yeah, Randy tweets us and says, my biggest issue with Mason is that he always looks confused. I, I do I, – I understand – But the, this is my thing, though. Confused versus reading the defense. Explain the difference. Because he, when you say confused, people are referring to when he looks one direction, looks back this direction, and then comes back this direction. Now, if he just threw his first read every time, you would say, what? He's not reading the defense. He's not working the progression. He's not going through his reads. And I think, I think when people – because Randy's, Randy's not the only person who's, yeah. who said that. I think that's what people mean. Is that's that definitely it. If his first read, mm -hmm. if his first if his first read isn't there, that he's, he's not good from there. You know, like he doesn't have great progression. He's not great at – if, if things don't work out as they're supposed to, making something happen. But, uh, I mean, again, if, like, how many quarterbacks in the NFL are, are great at that? Like, exactly. Like 15? Max. It's the toughest position in all of sports, man. Like it you almost have to grade quarterbacks on a curve. Like well, really, and the thing is because we're not if even we just said none of these guys belong, yeah. none of these guys belong. There'd be 20 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. <laughs> right. Like I said, we're not even making excuses, but it's just no. It's, it's just the reality context. of it. It's like, and again, if, if you think that like we're being Mason Rudolph apologists, I'll say it again. I, I I don't think he's the guy. Like I don't think he's going to be the guy. All right. Like we are at this point in his career where I don't think he's ever going to be the one who wins division titles for the Steelers and, and leads this team to the playoffs and wins postseason games. So I can tell you that while also telling you that I, I don't think he's garbage like a lot of you people like to see. Mm -hmm. There's a middle ground there, Mozi. There's there's nuance there. I mean, it definitely is. And I'm fine with nuance, but everybody, you know, a lot not everybody, but a lot, a lot of people aren't when it pertains to sports. They want it black and white. We talk about that, right? You're either the great time. or you're terrible. All the time. Yeah, no minutia. Particularly, <laughs> right, I think, too, particularly in a sport like football where mm -hmm. the sample size is so much smaller. Yes. It's not the NHL or the NBA where you're playing 82 games a season. It's not Major League Baseball where you're playing 162 billion games a season, I think, is how many they're playing in Major League Baseball. It's a small sample size. And and especially with a guy like Mason, um, who we haven't seen a ton of. Yeah, two years ago, you know, he, he played a lot of games, but there was no preseason last year. He played one game last year, really. That was it. Um, you're always going to, I think, have hyperbolic reactions. When you're not seeing as much of a mm -hmm. guy, you're going to say, all right, well, this is it. This performance right here, he's got to prove that he belongs. And, oh, well, he missed this throw and he missed that throw. He doesn't belong. It's... It doesn't have to be that black and white, folks. And I promise you'll, you'll just enjoy this process a lot more. But, again, we can say all these things. And if you think we're being apologists, I, I will also repeat that I would grade Dwayne Haskins higher than Mason Rudolph and what we've seen here through the first couple weeks of practice, through the first two preseason games. But, Mozi, there is still more, as Mike Tomlin would say, meat left on that bone.
Always more. Before we decide, always before, more. Before we decide this thing. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, hour number two at Heinz Field. Practice going along in front of us. We got some of your tweets to get to. A whole bunch before we get out of here, before we hand things off to Chris Carter and Adam Crowley at 4 o'clock. So stay with us. We are live at Heinz Field. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. For the most complete selection of Steelers merchandise from official sideline gear and authentic memorabilia to an extensive selection of jerseys and terrible towels, you got to visit one of the official Steelers Pro Shop stores located at Heinz Field, Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or you can always visit and shop online at shop.steelers.com for all your Steelers merchandise needs directly from the team. Closing out the second hour of the show here live at Heinz Field. And as he's done for, uh, for most of this process, joining us at this time, our buddy from the Locked On Steelers podcast and our colleague right here on SNR, Mr. Chris Carter. What's up, cousin? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Just fantastic. All right, but no pleasantries today because we got plenty well, to get to, and we only got about 15 minutes. Listen, so right listen, I know the breaking story right now is that I finally got Roberto Clemente. This guy's up texting me this morning. Yeah, so boy. We, play, we play the show, right? MLB Chris, the and, I, show. Chris and I play MLB The Show on PlayStation. Uh -huh. It's the baseball game. And, and, and the, there's, like, the Field of Dreams. Yeah, you can build um, your super They have teams. different okay. events. Like, they do different events in the game. Like and, and there's a Field of Dreams event right now. And if you unlock all the stuff, you get 99 overall Roberto Clemente. Ooh, boy, I got that 21, baby. He, he looking good. And Chris texted me this morning a picture of him getting the Clemente card, and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'm about to go home tonight and play till my thumbs bleed. Oh, man. It was – listen, listen. I'll tell you, when you get it, it's it's a it's just amazing. Like he hits everything. He, he fields everything. He throws everything. I mean, he's Clemente. Amazing. He got a bridge named after him for exactly. crying out loud, yeah, man. Come on now, baby. One of the, one of the goats of all, of all time. Chris Carter, one of the goats of all time as well in my book, too. Buddy, uh, let's start with the Arthur Motes realm here, the yes. linebackers. Joe Schobert, now official, yeah. sixth-round pick, Pittsburgh yeah. Steeler. Your thoughts um, on what he brings to the team, how he fits with Devin Bush, uh, and, and just the move by Kevin Colbert to get a guy like that um, for, for just a sixth-round pick. Savvy move by Kevin Colbert. But this was, again, why you, me, Arthur, Dale Lolly, Matt Williams, all guys were saying, hey, people, stop banging on the table for the Steelers to make a tr may go sign out this random guy or that random guy. Kevin Colbert's got a plan. And his plan clearly was to find a veteran that was going to fill a key position of need without giving up too much. Now, some people say, oh, he's going to take up like $7 million in cap space. That's why they got like $13 million free in cap space. Mm -hmm. They still got money to make emergency signings this year. And now, they're putting him next to Devin Bush, which means they do not have the deficiency at linebacker that we were questioning everything because we got to admit in his training camp it is preseason but early on we've had some questions about Robert Spillane mm -hmm. and Ulysses Gilbert I like what I've seen out of Buddy Johnson but not so much so that you're like man it feel really great putting him next to Devin Bush week one against Buffalo Bills <laughs> right. when they, yeah. you got Have Josh Allen 60 snaps a game well, and right. Chris I'm sure all of us would attest or would admit that that first time we saw Devin in coverage this year as well when yeah. Dallas got a quite yeah. that pass we all kind of was like, oh, uh -oh. whoa, wow. not, not, that's, that's the one we thought wasn't going to have that, right. you know? Right. So, definitely, definitely. Now, I will say this, though. The Joe Showert pickup, how much does that ease you, though? It it makes it gives me the sense that the Steelers are going to at least be able to package it. Because here's the other thing, a lot of uh, a lot of the ways that he's often been used, where he's been the so he's been the Mike the yes. solo guy in the middle mm -hmm. of the field. With the Steelers, he's not going to have to do that. He's going to have Devin as a partner, mm -hmm. and Devin even maybe as the preferred partner there. So now I see this as a matchup situation where like Joe, 
We're gonna line you up with the tight end. Mm -hmm. We're gonna line. We're gonna have you patrol the middle of the field, and then that'll allow Devin to kind of flash all over the place and, and play everything underneath. So. I'm really intrigued how that's gonna how that's gonna work because now Robert Spillane, who I think is very good in in a role mm -hmm. when he's asked to play underneath, hug blitz, mm -hmm. do this, do that, uh, you know when he's asked to do those in limited spots. When we saw last year when he started to have to do it a whole lot, it, it, he wasn't gonna you know pick six Lamar Jackson and yes. crush Derrick Henry every single play. He's, just, <laughs> right. he's not that guy, but in spots very solid. So. Joe Schobert, a guy doesn't need spots. He's been a pro bowler. He's had seven interceptions over the last two seasons. I mean, liturgy, like I said, 2017 did make the Pro Bowl. 2019 flirted with making the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yes, I mean, he was did. still right in. I mean, that's why he got paid what he got paid. Mm -hmm. But for a fact, man, a really high-quality player. High-quality player. Well, seven yeah. interceptions in the last two seasons. Like, those are like Minka numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, four, four and as a linebacker. As a linebacker, a four forced fumbles man. as well, too. Yes. Like, and 13 pass breakups. That's, that's a ton of productivity. You know, you know what that is, boys? Splash, splash! Oh, but, but you know what else? It's, it's, it's proven. It's proven as well. It's proven splash. <laughs> so like when we talk about old. certain players, we always try to speculate, right? And we do that a lot here, not just in Pittsburgh, but that's a fan thing, right? Mm -hmm. A guy might have made one or two plays, and now we're ready to crown the man. Who's our skipper? Yeah, prime example, oh right? We go, every year we have a guy. Oh, this is the guy. <laughs> this is the one. But we need him. We need him. And we're like, that's a great pull, yeah. dude. It's more that was once. Yeah. Like, can he do it repeatedly in right. against NFL competition? Right. Joe Schobert, he does that. He's yeah. already done that, and he's done it for multiple years. Yes. And to me, that's what I love the most about mm -hmm. this move. And when you look at the contract, the way it's structured, you have it out. Yeah. With if Joe. He, if he's bad this year. It's a one-year rental, essentially. Yeah. You, you, for a six-round pick. For a six-round pick. And you're going to get a bunch of a couple comp picks at yeah. least. They're at least they, I expect at least a third and a, maybe a fifth or a sixth in that. A, that's exactly. Because you get a third for Bud Dupree, yes. for sure, mm -hmm. and then fifth or sixth for Mike Hilton. Yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. Now, Chris – before we switch over to the offense side, because I know you will, I'm going to go speculation no, you. right you, now you because like I know you like speculation. Now, Wes right. is a speculation guy. I am a hypothetical. I do love the hypothetical. He's hypothetical and speculation. I hate doing that stuff. But because he's here, I like to fancy him and make him a little yeah, bit happy we, here. We got three hours to fill. So, I mean, Chris. You got to do a little speculating. <laughs> Just a little so, bit. So, Chris. It's time for the speculator. We've seen how. Speculator. We saw how the LBs looked, right? And, and ultimately, they made their move. Right. They brought in Joe. Yeah. The secondary, though, the cornerback position. Cam Sutton, how you feeling about that still? I feel like uh, there were a couple plays I think he should have not let up a little bit there. I think he's still getting used to things. Also, Cam Sutton being the one mm -hmm. right now because Joe Hayden hasn't played yet. I, I want to see how he does with the two. I don't want to put too much stock into this just yet, but there are some questions there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, James Pierre being solid out there. I will say this, Arthur Mollette too. Mm-hmm. Playing better, playing better than, I, than, I, than I thought he would this early into the preseason brings some things that, like maybe you don't need Cam to bump into the slot, but it does. But if he doesn't bump, like that's what I'm trying right. to because when we talk Cam as a one or two, typically that whole substance with cornerbacks, right. our corners don't travel. Yeah. So it really has zero inkling yeah. in terms of like how we view, you know, a starter versus a number two corner because he's going to be the right corner, Joe mm -hmm. will be the left corner. So you're going to still face some dogs over there. Absolutely. And we know the quickest way to get beat. <laughs> is when they take the top off that defense. Yep. So when we saw that, that did transpire, mm -hmm. and we have seen similar things like that from him as well. Speaking of field of dreams, in football we always call that the long foul ball, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Hey, man, it should have been a touchdown. It should have been a big game, but for some reason it didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. So then, so then you, it, it's been, <laughs> right. <laughs> you do the big celebration. We're like, yeah, but, I did that. But we've seen on multiple times now, not just this season, but even last year where Cam has had that happen for him. Now, yeah. granted, he's still fortunate. Right. Where's the long foul ball? Yeah. But 
eventually that luck does run out. Uh-huh. So the question became, well, man, you know, they didn't made that move with Jacksonville already for Joe. <laughs> you still talk about C.J. Henderson. I see where you work. Are we going to spin that block? Right, because right, that's what I was wondering was, like, man, you went yeah. and got Joe Schobert, but they're, they're just talking about trading another dude who, mm-hmm. you know, that's a different pedigree right there, and mm-hmm. he's on a rookie deal. And, and, and it's a position that we need. Yeah, I could. I mean, the same way we're hype about Spillane, or we were hype about Spillane, it's kind of similar to how we are about James Pierre. Difference yeah, no, I'd say I, I w- Pierre. I thought you were going to say Sutton. I was no, like, that's no, not no, fair. No, no, But James Pierre. <laughs> Pierre, yes. So the way we are talking about Pierre is similar to that. Now, granted, Pierre has played better. Yeah. But we still haven't had a chance to see NFL him. action. Exactly. So, once again, I'm just like, man, is that something that we should look to? Could we see that? I, I, I wouldn't put it past the Steelers to keep it in their wheelhouse. They, they have shown, especially in the past few years. <laughs> past the, two years. The, they, they, they acting different. They're, they're spent. They're willing to spend. They're willing <laughs> yeah. to take shots. Um, and, and if they see someone of value, they get it. And they haven't missed too often with those, right? I mean, Minka, hit. Hayden, hit. I mean, even Avery to an extent. Hit. Avery Williams filled well, in absolutely. where they needed that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, they've, when they've, they've, spin, when they've, been, they've been spinning the win, they've been hitting the, yeah. the, the, the daily double as much as possible. I know that's the wrong reference because that would be the jackpot in Wheel of Fortune. I was spinning. like, man, I feel like we kind of hit both right there. But I'm yeah. with it, though. I like yeah. it. I'm yeah. with yeah. it, man. I'm with <laughs> it. Um, but they're not, they, they haven't hit a whammy. They haven't hit a whammy. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> But it is. Go, 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 go. No, but point point being, I wouldn't be surprised if it's still in their wheelhouse to look at a move like that. But I do think that they want to see Hayden and Sutton on the field together mm-hmm. before they make a move like that. Yeah. Now, now, again, what they giving up for Henderson, you know, because eventually. But this is the thing, though, right? You would assume that they would have given up so much more. If I would have said a week That's ago, right. if we said a week ago, hey, the Steelers are going to trade for Joe Schobert, oh, you would say, man, it's going to need at least a third or fourth round pick. Uh, Maybe throw James yep. Washington in there. Like, how we doing? Yep. He just got, signed he him to a five-year deal last yep. summer. But the, the the reason why he was available and the same reason why CJ yeah. is different regimes. Yeah, different regimes. Those are Doug Marone guys. Mm-hmm. This is Urban Meyer. Yep. And it's not necessarily a negative that – you know, these guys are being available. It's just sometimes you difference see, of philosophy. You sometimes see that every time there's a coach. A coach says, yep, hey, I yeah. want my players. I want to win with my guy. He wants right. Tim Tebow there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, clearly. <laughs> Tim Tebow at corner. Uh, so, but, like, to me, like, that's kind of what I think of with that. But that does make me feel like CJ isn't going to be as astronomical of a ask mm-hmm. in terms of when, if you're trying to make that move. I, I agree that there's, there's a chance that it wouldn't be, you know, it, like, you're not trading what you traded for Minka. You know, I imagine they'd want a little bit more, though, because mm-hmm. that is a second-year player, yes. first top ten pick. So, you know, I, I imagine that there'd, there'd be some more compensation. Like, that probably would be a second or a third at least. Mm-hmm. Or um, even a player included in that compensation right, as well. Right, like, in, like a situation like that. But I'd all, But here's here's what I'd say to that, most is also, if you're the Steelers, how much draft capital do you want to give up now? Because you don't have a fourth through a sixth-round pick until the comp picks come in. Mm-hmm. And next year – Let's say, like, like they have to keep their cards on, on the table right now, or at least in their hands right now, because they don't know if, the, if next year's the year they want to trade up and get their QB, right? Right. And if you keep trading away your picks to get players, you're going to end up with only three picks next year, and then can you really, s- right. you know, spend what you want to spend? Can't. No, you can't. No, you're can't. not going to have you're, the you're, you're not gonna, Yeah, you're not going to have the cap room, and you're not going to have the uh, – you're, you're going to have a one-man class, yeah. basically. Or you got to worry about trying to hit the free agency lottery, right? Yeah. And we yeah. know how crazy yeah, that, 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 that gets that, that at times. Yes, yeah. yes, we do. Speaking of quarterbacks, Chris, What's in up? our final couple minutes here, uh, obviously from Thursday night, you know, I think the thing that most people have wanted to talk about after both preseason games is Mason Rudolph evaluations, Dwayne Haskins evaluations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's start with Mr. Haskins. Moats and I were talking about uh, him to start the hour here. Like, we are not, like, a lot of people, it feels like, are going too far with this. They're ready to crown him all. Like, he's the next one. He's, you know, he's. You want to crown him and crown him. If you want to crown him and crown him. Um, <laughs> Moats and I are, are, are not there, but we also think he's been impressive. He's handled what they've asked him to do. He's shown poise. He's shown progression yeah. out here. He's practiced well. He's played well. He's led touchdown drives. Um, Again, we, we are not crowning this guy, but so far so good. He's checking those boxes, and you know maybe now's the time where they start asking him to do a little bit more, challenging him a little bit more. I'm, I'm right with you. This is not a, oh, Dwayne Haskins is so much better than, than Mason Rudolph's time, but there, this is this is the time where it's like, okay, a lot of the people who are like, man, Dwayne's just going to fall flat on his face. He, he doesn't have anything. He's just going to be a bum in Pittsburgh too. Well, they were saying he would have burned out before by, by now. They were saying he wouldn't have showed up prepared. He wouldn't have looked good in practice. He, he would have been, been lazy. immature. He would have been immature. Mm -hmm. All those other things. Well, so far, nope, 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 and nope. He's been professional. He's been on time. He's been working hard in practice. He's been doing well in practice. He's saying all the right things when he's Say, meeting with the media. Yeah. Saying the right things and playing the right way. Yeah. Even it, the it, alumni like him. Even speaking, the alumni, yeah. Speaking from an alumni. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, do you have any sources there, Arthur Moses? <laughs> source. <laughs> source. I'm the source. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very, he, he has got autonomy there. <laughs> I represent. Um, but, I mean, again, checking off all those boxes so that he can get to the point where it's like, all right, let's put you with the twos or let's put you with the ones. Let's see how you do where, Mace, where Mason's been at. And then we can evaluate that. And I still think at the end, of when it's all said and done, Mason's going to be the number two this year because he yeah. knows the offense. Yeah. But I do think that Dwayne Haskins has made it clear, oh, he's got to at least be in the fold in case something goes down. Because here's the other thing. We, we also forget about how, say, Ben goes down for a month, four games. Mason comes out. Does okay for one game, stinks for the second game, and we and how many times does that happen with a backup quarterback? It and, happens and, and a lot. It, it ha exactly, it <laughs> a lot. It not just here, a lot. Not, it's it's all over the country. Yeah. And having another guy out there who you're like young, confident about, and no one will. And here's the other thing. People know what Mason's like in a Pittsburgh offense. No one has mm -hmm. an idea what, what Dwayne's going to mm. be like in a Pittsburgh offense. You, and you mean game, like from an opposition game, yeah. game right. plan standpoint. Or, or, or with the ones. Or with the ones. We still haven't seen still him haven't with seen Claypool, him Deontay, Juju just yet. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that, that's where I see him working in the most is that can he impress there? I, I – he would have to be astronomically good to re to supplant Mason as the number two. Like, and I mean, I mean, it would have to be like in this next preseason game against the Lions at home, mm -hmm. Mason would need to throw like three picks, and he would have to throw like three touchdowns. And like that's that I don't see happening. Also, Mason hasn't looked bad in these preseason. Games. He was he was yes. eight of nine for seventy seven yards. To, I mean, he threw some strikes. I mean, the the, the first one he hit with uh, Juju across the yep, uh, the little side route, beautiful. The, the I love deep that. Ball to Deontay mm -hmm. was so on point. And that's he, the second week in a row we've seen him go downtown. And that's that's what I say. Those have been the two best throws of preseason mm -hmm. right now for Steelers football. The deep ball to Claypool and the deep ball to Johnson. Yeah. Both of them for Mason Rudolph, which is why I'm still saying there's no way I'm, I'm moving yeah. him off the number two spot. Now, I'm assuming you were just saying for Mason, though, right? Deep throw? Or are you saying in general, best throw? Oh, yeah, yeah, I must yeah. say, because can I throw dives? I must say dives. That, that, that pass, that, oh, no, dive, that was the touchdown pretty. pass, that man. Was pretty. That was pretty. Nice. He took the shot at that the end was, of it. Yeah, he did. It that, that touched my heart right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no I, was, I was simply talking about with, with Mason, but those two throws. Yeah, those are beautiful. Dobbs, again, man, I just – I feel for Josh Dobbs, yeah. man, because he's such a hard-working he dude. He is, Like, he, and he's just – he's been a tough spot. I was like, dang, like, they drafted yeah. a guy after I got here. Then they then they traded me away when it would have been my time mm -hmm. to shut to shine, and then I come back and they go get a guy who was a first-round pick. It's, hey, it's tough. Such is life in the oh, NFL, man. Life. man. Such is life. Chris, another position battle What's up? that has been going on that I'm actually uh, interested in seeing, man. I want to get your thoughts on this a little bit. Dan Moore. 
I, I thought, man, that he did some impressive things. Now, he was gonna he was out there with that second unit, right. him with uh, Dotson. Dev, uh, Kevin Dotson. Man, he was moving some people, Ooh, B.J. Finney. But to me, man, I'm liking some of the stuff that I've seen from Dan. I think that he's progressing. Could we see a scenario where he could be a starter, where he could start at left tackle in those first couple of games this year? I wouldn't put it past him, especially because Chikuma Kofor has been hurt. And that's and that's kind of where I got that from. You yeah. know, he's been missing time. He's been missing time. Dan Moore has it. And what did we he's say in that it. first week of camp when all the reports were coming out? Because we're not, we, we're not mm-hmm. reporting what happened on the field. We're reporting the reports. That's right. Yep. When we're reporting the reports. We're reporting we only report reports. reports. That's all we do. But he was getting whipped by Alex Highsmith, mm-hmm. rep after rep after rep. And what were we saying? Like, I wonder how the young man responds. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he does. That was know, one of our first storylines out yeah, there. Yeah, because it's like, Alex Highsmith, is he great? Looks like he is, he's beating the snot out of everyone Oh, well, And then they'd throw Ingram at him, and it was like, all right, come right. on. <laughs> Take it easy on the guy. But how does the young guy respond to challenges like that? And it really looks like he's responding mm-hmm. very well. He, he, he looked good against the Cowboys. He looked good against the Eagles. Again, uh, you know, both the Hall of Fame game and the second squad of a preseason game. I, but I'm very intrigued. I think he's taken several yeah. steps up. I think he should be. I know Haig is the guy that they're talking about being the, the being the first tackle mm-hmm. off the bench. But uh, I'd say Dan Moore has put himself in a position to be in that conversation. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I thought that uh, the physicality that he responded mm-hmm. with since that opening week yeah. has yeah. really yeah. stood out, not just in games but in practice as well. We've yes. highlighted it. We even heard Cam talking about it, right, with some of the scuffles with yeah, Dan and, and yep. uh, Kendrick Green. But speaking of Kendrick Green, we did see him struggle a little bit in this game. Mm -hmm. I know some people, they instantly went panic mode. He's too small to play in there, man. We we need help. What are we going to do? How you feeling about him, man? R-E-L-A-X. Thank you. Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. That's where I'm going going with this, man. Look, it was a a rough time. Also, you got to remember – that defensive front for the Eagles up in the middle. Thank you. Pretty doggone tough. It, one of the better one. One of the better one-two punches in the NFL. Philly defense isn't Dallas defense. No, it's Dallas not. defense been shaky. Right. They're, they're trying to rebuild their defense. Right. Philly defense. I love nah. this. They're, they're, they're front, especially their front. Javon. Yeah. Yeah. We all know who's Javon Hargrave is. Jay Wobble. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Come on, man. It's, it's a little yeah. different on their yeah. front. Their front is kind of like how we view our wide receivers. Yeah, like exactly. They just heavily keep getting deep. Guys. They just find guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's what their front is. I'm not. I'm not besmirching. Kendrick for that for that performance. I do want to see him rebound. I want to see how healthy he is and and you know how he keeps up with everything. But uh, but but I'm I'm not taking him off the the start the week one starter group yeah. just yet. Chris, great stuff as always, partner. Thank you for your time as always, Thank and you. we will look forward to you in the crowd, man, about an hour from now. Yes, sir. Got to start my sprint over the West End Bridge over onto Green Tree. I'll see you guys in about an hour. <laughs> no rain today for you, though. So no rain. No rain. Be, hey, no rain. Tweet, tweet at me if you see me sprinting across the bridge. Y'all. I appreciate it. <laughs> high knees, high Final elbows. hour of the show when we come back before we thing, hand things off to Carter and Crowley. It's Moats and Euler here on SNR. <laughs>